I'm Stina. I'm Danielle. We want to focus on uh, television and movies in particular. Yes. Disclaimer that we are in no way film experts. A deep, like, dive. Be quiet. Whoa. I'm yelling. Back me up on this one. (laughs) Hey, you're listening to Two Girls Watch TV. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Two Girls Watch TV. I'm Danielle. And I'm Stina. I have thought of so many different openings for today. Really? And then I forgot them all. <laughs> That's just... You know why? Because I didn't write them down. This is this is how our day has been going. With Christine and I are busy. We're booked and busy, friends. Oh, it, what is it? It's Frosty the Snowman, where he goes, busy, busy, busy. Yep. That's us. Up, it's the magician running away because he needs to uh, write his Christmas list to Santa or something like along those lines. So yes, we're busy, busy, busy. So happy that you knew ex- the exact scene, the exact scene, because you're festive till February. Hasha, do you see this? Do you see this Christmas tree still lit behind me? I see it. You know why it's lit? Because I've been too busy to take it down, and also no. I haven't wanted to. Also, I may or may not have lied to Nicholas and told him that uh the wise men come on the 15th even though maybe <laughs> I thought the wise men came on the 15th so maybe he just didn't realize that it was actually a lie more like me not knowing that the wise men don't come on the 15th but Danielle it's the 19th it's the 19th oh no, today. No, no, I'm saying today is the 19th today is the 19th yes but also I've just been too busy to take down the Christmas tree. I think the first week of January, Nick's like, oh, do you want to pack up the Christmas tree? And I'm like, no. No. February. February. I'm staring at a manger scene <laughs> in front of me. I'm just going to start hanging hearts on my uh, Christmas tree. That's how long it's going to be up. My grandmother used to make fun of my mother. She's like, put Easter eggs on. <laughs> Yeah, I I know. uh, Listen, I know I need to take it down at this point. I was thinking like taking down the Christmas tree, but then keeping up some of the Christmas decor. And I have like snowflake lights on my windowsill. Those can stay up for all of winter until the sun comes out and it's warm. I will keep those up. So, um, yeah, it's something I need to do, but I've just been busy, busy, busy. Busy, busy, busy. Nope, it's not coming down deliberately. Deliberately until February. Also, I had the Christmas tree box in our bedroom, and it's just like in the way. So I kind of needs to get out of here. It needs to go back to my parents' house. Ah, uh, well, that could be a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I have the box like behind the tree. It's like pay no attention to this man behind the curtain. <laughs> Wrap up the box in wrapping paper. That way, it looks like a giant present. I could. I could do that. Also. Also, um, I was at the paper store this week, and and all of their Christmas stuff was seventy five percent off. I okay. made out like a bandit. There is a this is a three wick candle that I'm holding. It is spiced cranberry cider. It was originally twenty eight dollars, and it was seventy five percent off. So I got it for seven dollars. Nice. I also bought wrapping paper for next Christmas. Oh my gosh! Excuse me. It's Grinch themed. And it was $2.50. If my Christmas present comes in a bag next year, I'm going to be pissed. Your Christmas present this year had to come in a bag. Right. But next year. Next year. Wrap. No, if you get me beer next year, you have to wrap them. Wrap each individual beer. Yep. In the Grinch paper. In the Grinch paper. Okay. You'll have to remind me. I will not remember until next Christmas. I haven't had any of them yet because I got sick and then I had to do the antibiotic and now I'm doing Whole30. So I actually have not had a drink since the half a glass of wine I had on Christmas Day and then all of the things we drank on Christmas Eve. That was the last time I had alcohol. I was hurting so bad on Christmas Day. So hungover. So tired. I mean. It was bad. Bad, bad, bad. But, um... Hookah, you name it, I got it, we're done. Oh, yeah, I had hookah taste in my mouth all day. I was like, do I want to vomit? Maybe. Really? Uh, oh. But let's have some mac and cheese instead. Um, 
I like your style. Thank you. I don't know how you've been doing January without alcohol because I've been having to drink some wine seriously this month. Yeah, I feel that. You feel that? I do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I stare at the bottle. Well, I guess this is a good segue into them all drinking a lot of wine in the movie Don't Look Up. Why? Yeah. Because it's the end of the world. And the end of the world is available on Netflix. <laughs> that sounds that that sentence makes sense in my mind. It does. I, I as soon as I said it, I was like, all right, yeah. So um, this I actually have some new nominations for this movie because right. the Golden well, Globes that just didn't happen, but everyone was just then they just like, oh, just update our website. Okay, everyone wins. Well, so for the record, for everybody listening, we were totally prepared to whip our schedules around, whip them right around, yep. and do a thing for the Globes, like a live tweet thing or like the Instagram. We were planning on doing something. I had the promos. I had all the content made. I had the promos ready to go. And right before I was about to post everything, that's when I texted you. And I was like, uh, they, so. They ain't happening. Yeah, they were like, it's a secret, shh, it's a secret. And then, and then they were, then, yeah, the website thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I understand, you know, crazy shit happened right around this time. And, uh, but, you know, it, I feel a little gypped that we just kind of have to look at the website and be like, ah, okay, that's who won that. Ah, okay, that person won that. Okay. So it's not the same kind of excitement, and I really haven't gotten a chance to like look through and see who was nominated and who was who won. Um, but I did see that the Oscar nominations are still going up on February twenty. I'm sorry, February eighth, and then the Oscars are March. I forget when in March though. I will tell you because I wrote it down. March twenty seventh. Okay. So, at the Golden Globes, Don't Look Up was nominated for Best Picture, Musical, or Comedy. Oh, we're back to this. It's been a while. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence was nominated for Best Actress in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. Leonardo, Le- Leonardo DiCaprio uh, was nominated for Best Actor in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. And this was nominated for Best Screenplay Motion Picture. Adam McKay wrote it. So, this movie... Oh, sorry. I'm jumping ahead. Please tell me your summary. Ah, I'm good, I'm fine, everything's fine. A PhD candidate and a professor discover there is a comet the size of Mount Everest headed towards Earth. They know they need to bring this to the government to try to save the planet. But when the suffering big business Bash? Bash, yeah. Yeah. Finds out there's valuable resources on this comet plummeting towards Earth. They're going to try to mine it on the way down to create jobs for people. If the mission fails, the planet will be destroyed. And so the dumbest political pan- campaign begins. Don't look up or just look up. So this was directed and written by Adam McKay. And I looked him up because his name was kind of everywhere when you first start watching this movie. He directed Vice, The Big Short, The Other Guys, Step Brothers, and Anchorman. Mm-hmm. So he's got a lot under his belt. So our main characters are Dr. Randall Mindy, played by Leonardo DiCaprio, an astronomy professor at Michigan State. And his student, doctoral candidate Kate DiBiaschi, played by uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, Kate discovers the comment and both find themselves in front of the president and on TV to alert the world of the appending end. The impending end. Not appending end. That would make no sense. Uh, (laughs) Team up with Doc. I'm glad you find me funny. Somebody, we have to find each other funny, otherwise this isn't going to work. <laughs> we have only done how many of these? A hundred and... It has to be like 112 or something like I think that. this is 115 or uh-huh. 114. Hold on. I, you know what? I'll look it up later. All right. Uh, you're listening to this now, so please tell us what number it is. Well, you changed it. You were like, I'm going to make a new season. Yeah, we're in the new season. Okay, so are these numbered? No, they just go up as the movie title. 
so they'll not they will not know what number it is. Yeah, I put in like the season two and the number whatever. No, they won't know. I'll know. No. Go back and count and then email us. Okay. <laughs> yes. Please do the backlog work for us. The legwork. All right. Um, where was I? Oh yes, impending end. Uh, they team up with Dr. Teddy Oglethorpe, played by Rob Morgan, who is head of NASA's Planetary Defense Coordination Office, which they make a big point to say is a real thing in the movie. Uh, they first meet President Orlean, played by Marlene Marlene Streep. <laughs> Meryl Streep. Careful, she'll burn you at the stake. <laughs> I saw Orlean and Meryl, and I combined it in my mind to Marlene. <laughs> Woo! Okay, President Orlean, played by Meryl Streep, accompanied by her son, Chief of Staff J- Steve. God, what is wrong with me? Chief, Chief of Chief of Police, Chief of Staff Jason, by Jonah Hill. <laughs> I want to be the Chief of State. Uh, the chief of staff, Jason, played by Jonah Hill. They blow them off, that being them being Dr. Mindy and Kate, and to avoid their polls dropping uh, this close to midterms, uh, Randall and Mindy then go on famous morning show The Drip, I believe it's called The Drip, hosted by Bree, played by Kate Blanchett, and Jack, played it. by... What? I thought it was The Rip. Maybe it was The Rip. Okay, whatever. It was it was some morning show. Brie, played by Kate Blanchett, Jack played by Tyler Perry, whose job is to keep the news upbeat and pep upbeat and peppy. Uh, we also meet CEO of big tech company Bash, played by Peter Isherwell, uh, played by I'm sorry, Peter Isherwell is the character, played by Mark Rylance. Uh, we have special appearances in this movie by pop star uh, pop star Riley Benes, played by Ariana Grande. Uh, her ex-boyfriend, DJ Cello, is played by Scott Miscuddy, who is Kid Cuddy. Um, Kate's unexpected friend, Yule, is Timothy Chalamet. And Ron Perlin- Perlman makes an appearance in this movie. Mm-hmm. So. This whole movie is a ticking time bomb, and there was opportunity to save the world until the politics got involved. So Peter Isherwell uh, approaches Orlean, uh, just as the mission to destroy the comet is taking place, and reveals that he has discovered a money-making opportunity to mine previous uh, mine materials from the pro- from the comet to make profit. Because he's a big donor of her campaign, the mission was called off, very unexpectedly. This angers Dr. Mindy and Kate, and they continue to campaign publicly to prove that a the comet is real, and b it needs to be stopped. The internet begins to blow up that the comment doesn't actually exist, starting the Don't Look Up movement. Uh, This continues until the comment is so close that it's unavoidable. The UN attempts to stop the comment, and other countries attempt to stop the comment, and it fails. Um, We then get to the day Bash is set to launch their rockets and blow up the comment. Dr. Mindy, Kate, and Yule go shopping in an empty grocery store after Yule and Kate get engaged, question mark? Uh, Dr. Mindy goes home and apologizes to his wife for cheating on her. Kate and Yule enjoy the Mindy fam- and join the Mindy fam- family for along with uh, Dr. Teddy, who shows up, and they all have a lovely dinner. Um, while they're having dinner, Bash begins their launch. They're not watching it, but Bash begins the launch. Immediately, some rockets fail. The bombs don't attach properly to the comet, and, and the whole mission goes awry. The controllers begin to leave the room to go home to their families. Peter Isherwell excuses himself to go to the bathroom along with President Orlean. She forgets her son Jason behind. Uh, President Orlean calls Dr. Mindy at his house and offers a spot on a ship that they're about to board to take them off Earth to save them wherever with science. Uh, he declines and continues to enjoy the dinner, uh, his dinner and the company, and the dining room begins to shake and it is eventually destroyed. As they talk a lot about apple pie, we see this explosion slowly take over the planet. We fast forward, I think it was 220,470 years later. I might have messed the number up. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I don't remember it happened so fast and I was writing my notes very quickly. So I apologize if I got the number wrong. I'm stating it now. (laughs) 
<clears throat> we see what looks like a NASA station out in space dropping pods off on a planet fully covered in greens. It is the preserved bodies of everyone that was on that plane. They get out of the machine and all of a sudden, Madam President is eaten by a, what was it called? Oh my God, what was it called? I didn't write it down. Uh, a bronzerac? Bronzerac, yeah, whatever. Yeah. That thing, so his one prediction came correct where Madam President would perish, about how she would perish. However, Peter's algorithm, algorithm, Mm, you passed it on to me. Sorry. Peter's algorithm was very wrong about two things. His mission failed to launch, possibly due to the lack of peer review that was needed, and Dr. Randall Mindy, Mindy would not die alone. After the credits roll, Jason rises from the rumble. Rumble. No. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm, I'm really sorry to do this to you. Jason, <laughs> let's get ready to rumble. Jason rises from the rubble and screams, Mom, just before making an Instagram live. <laughs> <clears throat> That's after all the credits. <clears throat> the fun will never stop. The fun will never stop. So what did IMDb rate this? I'm just going to... Red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> Red leather, yellow leather. If we All want, right. to, if we want to, if we want to quote Anchorman, how now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? Unique New York. Unique New York. I just need a little bit of space here <laughs> so that I can just recover from what happened. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you just hear my entire climax? Are you kidding me? And my characters? I'm a mess. You're doing better than me. I tried to get so clever with some of the pieces in the ending, and I just, like, stumbled my way through. You would think I had that bottle of wine. I didn't. Ugh. So IMDb gave it a 7.3 out of 10. The Metascore on the Metacritic was a whopping 4.9, and the user score is a 65. Very similar on Rotten Tomatoes. The critics gave this a 55%, but the audience gave it a 78%. So it's, like, mediocre. Which is odd because, you know what, let's get into it and then we'll talk about that. Um, do you want to give your review? I have two. Okay. All right. The first one is an 8 out of 10 titled, We Really Did Have Everything by No God, No Masters on January 3rd. Solid. We already know what this type of person is. <laughs> Please continue. Cool. This seems like a film about a comet headed to Earth to destroy the planet. It is really a satire about society. It spoofs. I like that word. Spoofs. 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 <laughs> it's fun to say. It is indeed. Spoofs. <laughs> there are some words that just hit right. My big one is like echelon, like yeah, upper that's echelon. Like a $5 dollar word. I just spoofs. It sounds like should have had a V8. Like you just got whacked in the head. My other one is nooks and crannies. Like that's an excellent phrase. Nooks and crannies. Spoofs. Throw spoofs up there. Okay. Spoofs is in that category. It spoofs the social media and how politics and truth deniers argue about facts while killing the planet. If you look up at the sky, you will see a comet. The title and the mantra of those who believe the comet is a conspiracy. Tech industry leaders and talk show hosts are also also uh, also satirized. It would be really funny if not true. Oh wait, he gave us a guide at the end. Oh please, F you tell. F word, brief sex, nudity, brief sex. Where is their brief sex? I, oh, I know the brief sex. I know at the brief the sex. End, when they do like the montage of everything. Mm -hmm. Of what like everyone's doing before they die. Yeah, they're like, we need to have a reason to rate this R other than saying the word fuck. Brief sex. There we go. Brief sex and then butts at the end. <laughs> oh my god, yes. I wonder if Meryl Streep... But. I wonder if Meryl Streep... I, I had no shame. What I happened? I had no shame because I would tell you to title this episode, Brief Sex and Butts, but I have so much shame, so don't do that. Okay, I won't. I wonder if Meryl Streep actually looks like that. Like, did they, did they do something to her, like CGI or body... Or does she actually look like that naked? I have no idea. That back tattoo, though? 
The back tattoo, no, but her butt, I don't know if that's real or not. I have no idea. These are the questions I have. Maybe Meryl does have that kind of back tattoo. Hmm. Hmm. I think in parentheses, you should, you should put episode whatever, don't look up, parentheses, brief sex and butt. Okay. <laughs> Let's see how many people listen to this episode. <laughs> do you want me to? I will do it. Do it. I double dog dare you. Okay. You don't have to, you don't have to tell me once. <laughs> I told you twice. <laughs> you told me twice. All right. You had a second review? Yeah, this one's a four out of ten. Four out of ten. Go. <laughs> Titled, Look Directly Into the Sun. <laughs> it's by Snoopy Style. Oh, and my it's from God. December, December 29th. Grad student Kate Dibaski. Dibaski. Biosky. Well, nope, I'm not. And her professor, Randall Mindy, find a comet headed to Earth. It's an extinction-level event in six months. They try to warn President Orlean, but she's more concerned with the upcoming midterms and a brewing scandal. The media dismisses the danger, and social media is even worse. Okay, so here's the thing. I have an issue because when you're comparing two things, right, you don't use worst. You, it's bad, worse, and then worst. So when it's two things, it's what's even worse than this, right? So this or the other thing that's worse. So you use worse, not worst. You would say, this is the worst of all the things because it's many things. It's more than two. And this is our grammar lesson by doc, by Professor Mastroni today, everyone. I love that, I love that you almost said doctor. I, I almost did. <laughs> this mildly, this is mildly annoying and not at all funny. The satire is something like global climate change. It's hitting the audience over the head again and again. I don't appreciate it. It doesn't make sense anyways. Anyways, I don't know if that's a new word but it wasn't a word. I think society has said the word anyways so many times that it's become a word, but it wasn't a word. So I don't know, I don't know anymore. The media would love to heighten the dangers from a world ending asteroid. They love it so much that they keep making movies about it. As soon as DiCaprio sends out the first stuttering comment, the media would come with the graphics and the breaking news soundtrack. So it's not even good social commentary. That's before the movie's unfunny writing. I can't decide if it's the subject matter or the writing itself. It doesn't really matter. None of it is, none of this is funny. Not none, non, N-O-N. So this person would be a don't look upper. Like he would have a sign on his hat that said don't look up. No, I think this person just hates everything. Yeah. I think he would hate all of the things. Many people do. Some people are like that. You know what vibes I got while I was reading this? Obviously, John Mulaney, because of the bit where he talks about Mick Jagger and he goes, not funny. That's what I picture this person doing with like every single joke in the movie. And then I thought it was funny. So <laughs> I'm just going to say I fall somewhere between both of these reviews. Okay. Okay. But you go ahead. So I picked a four out of five star review. The parallels to current events is a kick in the gut and somehow cathartic. I knew how it was going to end, but somehow it was done in a way that didn't leave me angry, only wistful. I had, it had a little feel of the plastic bag floating around in American Beauty. The characters played their parts well and pulled off the satire nicely. Kate's thing about the snacks had me laughing out loud. I was left wanting more. It was a good sign, which is a good sign for a movie. Now, I picked this mostly because I wanted to segue into my highs where I agree that this movie is it is definitely frustrating to watch but I ended that movie with like a tear coming down my eye and just be standing like staring in awe of this movie because part of me wanted to hope that maybe the comet wouldn't hit and everyone would learn their lesson. But no, that's not how things work, unfortunately. And um, I don't know. There were there were so many things that I really, really liked about this movie. Conceptually, it is a fascinating movie. Because it's not a doomsday movie. Doomsday movies are so dramatic. 
and over the top. Well, it's a, it's a satire on that. Yes, exactly. And I think it's more about the social commentary of how the world would react to a situation like this, which is pretty realistic, to be honest. If a comment was coming for us right now, I feel like everyone in this movie would act exactly the same way. Which is sad, but it also, like, makes you take a hard look at our lives and be like, what are we doing? So, do you want me to go into my highs? Well, I mean, I don't know if you had anything to play off of that. I also wanted to say that the acting was really, really, really good. I loved Leonardo DiCaprio. Jonah Hill was my favorite. Who? Jonah Hill. Oh, Jonah Hill was great. I mean, Jonah Hill played kind of... Jonah Hill. Like, Jonah, he reminded me a lot of Jonah Hill, Jonah Hill in um, This Is The End. I never saw that movie. Oh, it's so funny. It's such a so, funny movie, but. You know how, like, you know how actors watch other actors and, like, their performances and make their own research? I just think, like, acting research is so fantastic where they, like, how Heath Ledger kind of, like, looked at all the other Jokers and, like, kind of made his own persona. So, like, anyway, I imagine... That, like, if Eric Cartman could grow up and make something of himself, this would be it. And I need you to know what line I heard that made me come to this realization. Okay. It's when, it's when they're in the Oval Office and he's like, I made the FBI put the hood on Kate. <laughs> they said they wouldn't do it. It's only a CIA thing. But the FBI did and I made them do it. And it was really cool and funny. <laughs> and I was like, this is like Eric Cartman as an adult. That's a very interesting way to look at it. I was on the floor with that moment because he just said it like very nonchalantly and he didn't really have too many lines in the movie like compared to the other actors. Yeah. But I just like, he was so good and like whenever he was in a scene with somebody else, I don't know, he's really good at building other people up too. Yeah. Like he really makes everybody in the scene with him look like a million bucks and himself included. And I yeah. think that's a wonderful component of being an actor like you shouldn't be in a scene where you only make you look good and you don't make anyone else look good because then it's like a one-man show and this clearly could not be because you had so many heavy hitters here i also think that just speaks to jonah hill as a person because don't forget that jonah hill and leonardo DiCaprio are friends there's a hysterical group of paparazzi photos that i will have to send to you where Leonardo DiCaprio runs up to Jonah Hill with his phone out, literally sprints at him and pretends like he's taking photos of him until Jonah Hill realizes it's Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know this. It's so funny. Absolutely hysterical. I'll send it to you. Also, I want to make a note about Jonah Hill just because we're talking about him. I saw a tweet or something that Jonah Hill wanted to redo Superbad, but he wanted to do it as 80 years old them. Yes, I can see that. And Seth Rogen commented, well, ba based on how long it took us to write the original Superbad, we better start writing now. <laughs> so I agree. Um, I think that Jennifer Lawrence killed it. Um, I do think that this is probably one of the perfect roles for Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio because Leo has been on and on about climate change for years, years. So I think that he jumped at this very, very quickly, and he's also just a fantastic actor. Um, and Timothy Chalamet, I get it. I get why everyone's obsessed with him. He's a great actor. Yeah, he really is. He's, he's natural. And again, a small part, but really good. Yes. And then also, I want to bring up that if we ever do... Sex Lives of College Girls on HBO, which is, I'm a big fan of it. His sister plays in that. Oh! Yes. I haven't seen it, but I know that it's like the talk of the town. I, uh, I did not realize it, and I followed all of the actresses who play the main characters, and then I realized, oh, why is she posting pictures with Timothy Chalamet? And then I realized, oh, her last name is Chalamet. Is Duh, Danielle. Speaking of sisters, isn't Jonah Hill's sister? Beanie Feldstein, I yeah. Knocked my glasses. Fine scene? Super smooth. Isn't she in Funny Girl? Funny Girl? Book yeah. Sm book musical. smart. Let's see how slow my internet is. I'm pretty sure I heard... Yeah. They're doing Funny Girl? I think on Broadway. Oh, that's cool. Well, I don't know if it's on Broadway now, but um, uh, there's all these... The first, like, Beanie Feldstein stars as Fanny Bryce and Funny Girl. Heck yeah. You get it, girl. 
I didn't know I didn't know she sang. I didn't know she sang either. Good for her. So that's really cool. Um, my other high is that I really do like the aspect that they introduced into the movie with Big Tech stepping in. I think that, you know, Big Tech thinking that they know everything down to how everyone is going to die, yet they can still be wrong. It's such a a nice message in it because, you know, just Big Tech is everything in this con- in the world right now. It was kind of interesting that you had like researcher versus researcher, right? Like you have these people who study the the science behind technology and you have these people who study like different peer reviewed articles and and the the professor kind of persona and the academia and like how important that is and, and all that stuff. And it was like, you know, researcher versus researcher in like the final showdown essentially. Yeah. Um, So that was, I kind of liked that too. I, I did. I liked a lot about the, I liked a lot about the movie, but I wanted to pick certain highs that maybe like, you wouldn't focus on. So that's why I kind of went into Jonah Hill. And I, I also wrote down the snack bit specifically because it happened like three times. And I love when comedy happens three times. I think it's great. Yeah. But I thought the satire was really funny. I thought that Jonah Hill's character, I know I keep pressing on this, but pretty much like he had the comedic role down in terms of like comedy relief. Because yeah. there were times where it was getting, like, serious, and then he would say something stupid. Like, oh, you guys are from Michigan State? <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, fun. He, no, my, he was, like, he was, like, he looks at, um, he looks at Jennifer Lawrence, and he's, like, do you want to come in? And she's, like, yeah. And then he just shuts the door. <laughs> like, little things, you know? Yeah. Made me laugh. <laughs> Did you have any lows? Um, one. So. Yeah. When Dr. Mindy started hooking up with Brie, I was like, am I watching a different version of Wolf of Wall Street? Like, is Leo reprising his role of Jordan Belfort where he's, like, married to someone and then he, like, hooks up with the hot new hot one and, like, leaves his old wife somewhere else? Because that's what it felt like. Let um, me tell you how it's not the same. Because he says things like, golly gee, and oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean... That's why it's- <laughs> yes, yes, two very, very different roles, very, very different roles, and also Kate Blanchett and Margot Robbie are two very, very different people, but he's still, like, trading in his old wife for a new, like, younger model, or not really necessary younger model, a new hot thing. Like, I did not like that he just decided to start hooking up with Brie. It kind of annoyed me, but I did like at the end when he finally did come home to his wife, she wound up just being like, well, I cheated on you in college with this person. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. It was kind of like they were even. I I agree. I was in a situation, this movie made me, there were times where I was like, what are you doing? And you know that I like when things make me do that because it's making me feel something, even though I don't want to feel those things. Mm-hmm. But I agree. But I, I really like the fact that he had like his coming of age moment when he goes on the show by himself and he just flips out. And then that kind of branches off into him wanting to go home and leaving her and not caring, but like kind of admitting that he had feelings for her and then going back home to his wife. I kind of liked his redemption arc. I agree. So I can't hate it because I liked what happened at the end and the long conversation about apple pie. (laughs) But I will tell you that my low is in his role, but it's not him. If you're going to make – this movie was pretty good. And I liked him acting like this in mm-hmm. this type of character. And I liked the satire. Yeah. So do better when you're making a hot nerd, right? Because you finally got your Mark Hamill poster. That's the best you could come up with. Like – if you're going to make a nerd, make a nerd. Like, yeah. go in. Don't take, like, surface-level shit. Go in seven layers deep. Yeah. I feel like it's hard making Leonardo DiCaprio a nerd, though. Like, that deep of a nerd. I don't think so. There are a lot of hot nerds out there. I just And, and Leonardo DiCaprio is a person who heavily involves himself in every role. So... All they would have had to do was write better to make it so that it was like 
really like were knee deep in nerddom. Okay. I needed that. I also needed Peter to get some revenge. I'm talking like, and I don't mean to like go back into Leo land, but like Titanic. <laughs> when the guy who said, we could totally do this. And then they're like dunking his head in the water at the end. I needed like that kind of revenge for Peter. Ah, gotcha. Gotcha. Instead yeah. of him just being like, don't pet those things. Obviously they'll kill you. I mean, at the end, I kind of feel like they all are killed by those things i mean i can't imagine that they all are i'm sure some of them are going to seek shelter and like recreate or pro recreate procreate <laughs> recreate do it again i mean basically the same thing yes <laughs> what were your lows that that was my only low was the dr mindy thing oh okay all right <laughs> you did say you only had one okay Snack break. So I'm sorry to my little Whole30 or over here, but back on my wine and popcorn game, I had some nice red wine and some popcorn and I watched this. It did take me two sittings to watch this movie because this out this movie is two hours and 23 minutes. It's a little oh, long. Oh, Netflix it said 2.18. I thought I said, saw 2.23. Whatever. It's it's a long, long movie. It's over two oh, it's hours. It's also rated R, by the way. It's a long, long movie. So you can definitely have a meal while watching this movie. It's a it's a doozy. It's a doozy. But you know what? Even though it's a doozy, it did not make... I did not feel like it was two hours long. I don't feel like it dragged at any parts. No, but I will say that, like, once they started to, um, like, figure out the plan for saving the planet i thought there was going to be like a different kind of revenge arc and i was like wow and i was like oh we're only like 45 minutes in right <laughs> i had this this morning i had this i watched this this morning okay um so i had a light roast hazelnut coffee with cashew milk mm-hmm. because it was so early in the morning and i'm not really always hungry early in the morning so i a lot of times just have coffee and water and then when i'm hungry i eat Gotcha. That's right. nice. Whatever. <laughs> Intuit, intuitive eating. Isn't that what they, what, the, what the kids call it these days? Yes. Eat yes. when you're hungry, not when you're bored. That's my new philosophy. <laughs> exactly. That's a good way to be. I That's do it. love a nice cup of hot coffee. I had some hot coffee this morning as well. It, I, it de- depends on my mood. Depends on my mood if I want hot coffee, iced coffee. Also depends on the weather. Like if I need to be cozy, I need hot coffee. But if it's warm, it's it's iced coffee. Well, so for I could really have like eighty five is my limit. If it's past eighty five degrees, I'm not going to have hot coffee. But I probably could. Yeah. Um, but like if it's a springy day and we're outside, I might go for iced coffee. But I really could go for hot coffee. Eighty five degrees is my limit. I will say I I mean it'll be a cold cold day and I will go get an iced coffee, but. It depends on if I want my hand to be frozen by the time I get back to my apartment. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not trying to play that game. No. No. Um, As far as expectations go, the first thing I knew about this movie was the cast. Because it is a stellar cast. And I saw a lot of the press interviews going around Instagram. I don't know if you saw them. But I think it was Jennifer Lawrence was talking about it. And she said that the cast, like Timothy Chalamet and Leo, kept calling Meryl the goat. Yes, I did see this bit. And, like, Meryl didn't know why they kept calling her the old goat. And she's like, oh, guess the old goat's ready for some pictures. And they're like, no, that means greatest of all time. So they had to explain that to her. I thought that was funny. (coughs) Excuse me. Then a friend of the podcast, Janelle, texted me and she suggested that we watch it. And And she gave it a positive review. Um, and also last night when I was watching it, Nick went to go over to his friend's house and he told them, oh, Danielle's watching Don't Look Up. And they're like, oh, we just watched it. It's so good. So I got positive reviews from every single person that I spoke to. Um, I was not expecting to like this as much as I did. And I think it was robbed at the Golden Globes. Yeah, I'm surprised it only got nominations. I, with the exception of my two lows, I really did like this movie. I found the satire to be like... Really good. But I will tell you that I went into it pretty blind other than the fact that I knew a few of the... I knew Meryl Streep, Jennifer Lawrence, 
Jonah Hill and Leonardo DiCaprio. That's all I knew. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my mom was like, it's about global warming. And I really didn't feel like it was. No, I don't think so either. So, okay. Because a couple reviews were like, global warming. I was like, I don't know. They didn't like say anything about why the comet is coming. They just said it is coming. Right? Like, yeah. they didn't necessarily say it's our fault. Like, they didn't, and nothing about that. It was just like, they did the math. Here is a comet. Let's save everybody. So I, I don't really know if we could, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something here. No, I think that you can remove comet and put anything, any other kind of health crisis in there. And you could put the pandemic in there. Like, it, it's, it could be all be the same. It could all be the same. So then you agree with me in the sense that it's not technically about global warming. No, not at all. It's it's not about global warming. I think that it's about any kind of crisis that is happening to the world right now because right now there are a few global warming right. global warming is one of them, but there this are a few has a deadline. What happened? This crisis has a deadline. Exactly. Like global warming is definitely an issue that is happening right now. And there is also a deadline for that. But you could also, I read some reviews where it's like, you can talk about like our, uh, like our finances in the U.S. are also kind of messed up. You can talk about the pandemic where we knew that it was happening and we all just were like, eh, it's not getting here. And then it got here. We could talk about, um, Oh my gosh, so many things. I, and now I'm blanking on other... It's okay. Other things. But you know what I'm saying. Like, right. it's not about specifically global warming. It's about any kind of major crisis that can happen to the world globally. And people want to pretend like they know things, even though they're not scientists. Right. And I just feel like, oh, there was... It, 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 like, this... I know all those other things can have deadlines as well. And I like that they kind of made like a comment about how like, oh, this is like the hundredth pitch we've heard about the end of the world. Yeah. But like this one had a very specific, like six months and however many days, you know? Yeah. So I, that's what I got. And then I was in a meeting. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know anything. And so people were talking about it and I was like, yeah, I haven't seen it. And they were like, yeah, so it's really good. I won't say anything else, but... <laughs> They were like, you know, going into it that everyone's going to die. And I whispered to myself, I didn't. I didn't know. But now I do. But now you do. Now I do. (laughs) So there's that. I think that it made me, it's rare to find a movie that made me feel so many things in one sitting. Because, like, it does make you angry about just the way people take major news and interpret it and misinterpret it and, you know, change the meaning of things where you're supposed to be saying X and then they're like, well, if you're saying X, then Y, X, Z, and Y. It's like, no, no, let's just keep with X. Um, So that's very frustrating. But also, like, at the end, just like if you were, if you knew the world was going to end, what would you do? And it showed how what everyone was doing, and it made it just it made you, it makes you feel a lot of things, and also it makes you think like the world can end any second, so <laughs> might as well enjoy life while you got it. Amen. I know. So um, that's why I wound up crying at the end of it, just because I thought it was so lovely that they're all just sitting there having just a normal conversation. It's like in Titanic when the guys are playing the uh, music on the deck as the ship is sinking. <laughs> I like all these Titanic references. <clears throat> we're, tell you. we're children of the 90s. You can't uh, give us Leonardo DiCaprio and not bring up Titanic. Come on. You can't. Yeah, you're right. I never cried at a movie until I watched Titanic. Let me tell you that we were on a cruise once and we were staying at a Marriott. I think we went to the Bahamas. And there was like a little cruise ship that was taking us from the boat, wherever it was stationed, to the mainland and back. And that ride was about 20 minutes. And I was a kid at the time, and there was a terrible storm. And we were on that little boat, little boat, and there was music. And it's me, my father, who's always a nervous wreck all the time. My mom, I don't know if my grandmothers were on that boat or not, I can't remember. And so, 
the waves are like crashing into the side of this little thing. They're pulling down like these little plastic like napkin shits to like keep the water out. <clears throat> and the, we're like rocking in the boat and just the rain is like coming in through the sides of the little plastic things and the band is still playing and my mother turns to my father and she's like oh well minus the size i feel like we're on the titanic and my father's like shut the fuck up dad we're all gonna die (laughs) as soon as you said that you just unlocked that memory in my brain (laughs) oh god it's so funny oh man oh boy so i just figured i would share that with you all i thank you that was a lovely little pocket into christina's memory bank (laughs) that's how my brain works (laughs) oh my goodness did you have an irl moment because i didn't oh yeah so um I just want to say when I heard the boop boop when people were watching the television before like the news breaking started to come on, they called it something weird. They called it like whatever dating show it was. I know what dating show that was. It was the Lana robot from Too Hot to Handle because I love making fun of that show. Was it, too, it, hot, so was it too Hot to Handle or was it Love Island? Because it lo- seemed very similar to Love Island as well. Love Island has a robot that tells them what to do. Yeah. Well, not a robot, but it has, like, a, there's, they get text messages from, like... All right. I got a text! Yeah, no. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> She's gone. She's not in camera anymore. Somebody does something wrong on Too Hot to Handle. And I love making fun of that show. I don't have the dedication and commitment for Love Island. That's how I know it's not Love Island. Oh, God. Love Island is... Obviously, I somehow have the dedication to that show because that just got me. Oh, I just started watching Love Island this past summer. And I, I think I do it for the accents. There's, oh, well, then that's why you found it. That's why I just started dying laughing. I cannot say the word mental anymore because I have to say mento. Oh, God, such a good show. All right, I guess I need to watch Too Hot to Handle now. I think that's what this is. Yeah, there's not, you don't need as much time on your hands. There's like 100 episodes per season of Love Island. Love Island is every, Love Island is every day. Uh, no. I stop watch I don't watch the blooper episodes or like the after sun, which is Saturdays and Sundays, but like a weekday. This is like a part-time job. You have no idea. You have no I don't know why I, every time I turned it on, I'm like why am I doing this to myself again? All right, let's go. When I have evenings to myself again, maybe I'll start watching these shows and pour myself a large glass of wine and just have at it. Yeah, I think one of the best parts of watching these shows is to make fun of them. Like, people don't yeah. actually watch them to enjoy them. They watch them to make fun of them. No, we just we just make fun of them. Yeah, people. exactly. That's what Too Hot... I do need to watch Too Hot to Handle because I have been suggested that show often by many people. Oh, yeah, it's the worst. But that's why it's the best. It's the worst. But, like, also, but no. We should do a whole episode on reality television. (laughs) How much time do we... That's, like, a two-hour-long episode. That's a whole pod... That's a whole new podcast. We're going to have to have another (laughs) spinoff. Do you know how long I've been watching reality TV show? Longer than I have. I don't have the tolerance for it. I I mean, even, uh, like, 
my mom still to this day, still to this day, watches Survivor. Woman's never missed a season. There are 40-something seasons of that. 40-something? No. It's like, maybe there are. I don't know. There are a lot of seasons of Survivor. Wow. Yes. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. I can't do that. No. Me neither. I could do Selling Sunset. See, I've never gotten into Selling Sunset. I like to look at the houses. Yeah, that's that's a fun part of that. Uh, that's why we watch Below Deck Med. We like to look at a yacht and see Johnny Damon and his wife get really drunk and yell at some random stranger. Frickin' Johnny Damon. <laughs> Frickin' Johnny! Oh, my goodness. Um, I was actually just thinking about this today. I used to be a big Keeping Up with the Kardashian fan, and then I fell off. And one of my favorite moments in Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and then I will stop talking is there's a scene where Kim and Courtney or Chloe are talking and Chris is in the background and Kim just goes, one day I want to make a documentary about our lives. And Chris just goes, oh, great idea, Kim. Why don't we call it Keeping Up with the Kardashians? <laughs> she just did, just completely forgot that she was being filmed for a TV show and she wanted to make a whole nother documentary about her life. And people would watch it. Oh, yeah, a thousand percent. Kanye is apparently coming out with a documentary that he's been filming basically all of his life on Netflix. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm not watching it. I think I would. Maybe. 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 If Dave put it on. We did it. Okay, yeah, we need... (laughs) Listen, we're out. We've had two laughing attacks. I can't afford a third. I'll pee my pants. So this is it. Throwing in the towel. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. February, we have fun things coming to you. Just want to let you know, more beer, because I can drink again. (laughs) Yeah, Christina's going to be very happy about that. I'm so excited. But also having a good time with all 30, you know. Um, And we'll also be doing lots of nomination things in February. And we're hitting you with one more holiday movie. February's going to be so good. Also, the Olympics is in February. Oh, I'm Winter Olympics are supreme. You can fight me on that. I think all of our openings should just be about the Olympics. And uh, that's what we're going to call it. Olympics. I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. I'm, I'm planning on watching it all day. Like, I, I got Hulu Live. I'm going to stream it. I got the NBC Olympics. Let's go. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's go Olympics. <laughs> all right. Wait. So, well, no. What? Continue. Continue. All right. What's your favorite Olympic sport? Let us know on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. At, you were going to say it. You were going to answer my question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really want to tell you, but I'm going to save it. In front of your mouth, ready to scream your favorite sport. <laughs> I am going to save my answer for a later episode. Okay. All right. That's fine. Well, hold, hold, I will hold my opinions. <laughs> Put them in your pocket. Okay. Instagram and Twitter, hey, it's two girls. Instagram and Twitter, classic Stina. Instagram, Danielle Kobianki. Send us an email at twogirlswatchtv at gmail.com. Check out the blog, Beer, Coffee, Donuts, and the YouTube channel, Two Girls Drink Beer. I will say that at one point, we're going to do a month full of requests. And some people have already made requests about Mel Brooks movies, which I'm super excited about, which is June. Yes, June is Mel Brooks month for us. Hell yes. Let it be known. So so it is said, so it will be done. All right, let's get out of here. I'm going to pee my pants. All right. All right, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Bye. Bye.